Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Fred Van Vliet, if I have to tell you how good he is, then you haven't been paying attention to the NBA. Fred Van Vliet is legit. They got Uncle Jeff Green. These are all great additions. They are basically the bean team last year. The additions, new coach, new system, they are formidable, and that's all I'm going to say. Domas, the fact that he only took four shots in 30 minutes is unacceptable. You, he should be getting at least 15 a game. I think that I mentioned this last time as well. Like, he's so into getting shots for other players. I feel like he forgets that he needs to also get his own shots and, like, dominate in the paint as well. These couple of games have been, like, really, really disappointing. Because again, we get it, we do not have Fox, but like these guys should be able to step up. And I'm I'm just really like I'm like at a loss for words, like Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings cast. It's daily. Joined by my co pilots Naima and Elizabeth. What's going on? What up, what up? Uh, they were kind enough to join me, even though I'm sure they didn't want to. Um, and and I hope they could give me a, a report on some women's college basketball and or college basketball and what happened tonight. First quarter, both teams start off slow. Kings seemed like they had a little more urgency than the last outing. Herter steals a pass on defense. Domas stays vertical and makes Sengun miss a baby hook. Herter makes two threes. Is he back? Maybe. I don't know. Monk comes in the game and hits a three. But with all that, the Rockets still managed to have a 10-point lead at the end of the first, if not more. Second quarter comes. Herter hits his third three. Davion hits a three. But then the Kings have multiple poor possessions on offense. A lot of them are just players not pulling the trigger and passing the ball off and then having someone take a last-second shot. Uh, Not optimal. And at one point, HB bails us out by hitting a last-second mid-range jumper, uh, which is never optimal for any team. And for whatever reason, actually, there's multiple reasons. The Rockets lead balloons 20 or more. Uh, Elizabeth and Naima, uh, if you did watch any of this or were listening, what are your takeaways? Um, I mean, I watched the whole game. And then, like, after halftime, I kind of just let it be background noise. But I would say they started off, I thought the Kings started off good. Um, You know, I liked the shot selection early. uh, But then the problem, you know, presents itself. It's our defense. I mean... We we suck. I mean, point blank period. We sucked on defense. We let the Houston Rockets dictate the entire game. They were getting to their spots. They were hitting all their shots, and that's just it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I'm disappointed that they had that this similar type of game on Saturday, and you know, Katie said it on the broadcast that they had a long film session, and they still come out and they played worse. Like, it's just we. You know what I mean? Like this team last season showed that, you know, after a bad loss, they'd come back and they'd at least be competitive the next game. So I'm just super disappointed that this team, uh, there was just no sense of urgency. There was no, it just seems like guys kind of gave up. And I hate to say that, but it it just seems like that. seems like they were just a step slow um, from everything. So just a very frustrating uh, game. And they got punched in the mouth. And you know what? They need to learn 
they need to learn quick and uh, get this shit turned around. Because, I mean, if De'Aaron Fox gets hurt, they need to be able to sustain, you know, games without him because we don't know when he's coming back. Um, he can't be our savior every freaking time uh, because if he does sustain an injury and has to be out longer, you know, a longer period of time, these guys need to fucking step up. And I just have not seen it um, in these past two games, especially coming off a very, uh, like, productive and very competitive game against the Warriors. I just don't see how, and this ain't the same Rockets team. This Rockets team is very well coached and they have a lot of good young players, but for them not to even be competitive with this team, it's very fucking disappointing. So yeah, I'm, I'm irritated. Like this shit pisses me off. And we all talk about expectations and what I expect from this team is to be competitive. Like you say, just fight. And I, you know me, I never say, Oh, this team should win or, Oh, I predict this record, this road record to be two and one or whatever. I, d- I just don't do that. But what I will expect from this team is for them to play their best ball, uh, to at least play to their average. Um, but they haven't done that and in this road series. So it's, it's a little frustrating. But anywho, moving forward with the game, uh, by the third quarter, we got Jordan Ford minutes. Again, the Kings have multiple poor possessions on offense. And at one point, I think the Rockets were almost up by 40, if not by 40. Um, even Davion is missing his signature layups, his blow-by layups. Um, there was a nice ATO, though, with Monk and Miggy connecting again for another oop. Um, fourth quarter comes, we get Keon Ellis minutes. And Keon, as usual, impacts the game and gets a steal and hits four threes. If he hits a fifth three, uh, let me know. I'll look check right now. He did finish with 15 points. I think he was the leading scorer for the Kings. Miney McNair, you know what to do. Sign this man to a regular contract. Every time Keon Ellis gets on the floor, good things happen. Um, And it's only a matter of time. Just like I've said that Colby Jones was undeniable, I think that Keon Ellis is undeniable. And and yeah, granted, we probably have way too many two guards, way too many people between the height of 6'3 and 6'5. But if they help you win and they impact the game in one way or another, we have to pay, play a three-guard lineup every now and then, so be it. Um, I think it would be worth it. I think Keon gives you incredible value. Five minutes ago, the Kings cut the 40-point lead to 31, so let's celebrate that. Um, Rockets controlled the game so much that we got Boban, Marjanovic minutes, and I love the Houston crowd. They were cheering uh, him on to at least score. I don't think he did. Liz, any more takeaways? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch on two. Um, Sabonis had four points at the half and only t- on two shots. That's absolutely unacceptable. Um, you, w- When your best player is out with De'Aaron Fox not being on the floor, Sabonis is our best player. So he has to be more aggressive. As Matt Barnes said on the halftime show, he's like, I don't care if Sabonis goes two for fucking ten you know, at halftime. He has to get his offense going, especially when De'Aaron Fox is not on the floor and when the rest of the team is struggling. He has to be aggressive. He has to be the lead on offense when there is no De'Aaron Fox. So the fact that he only took two shots at halftime, that is just, it's unacceptable. He cannot, he can't do that anymore. Like he has to be aggressive. I would love to see him, especially when De'Aaron Fox is not on the floor, at least between like the 15 to 18 field goal range, um, you know, mid range, getting to the basket, whatever he's got to do. He absolutely let Sangoon dominate him tonight like he got outplayed everyone did but Sabonis is just disappointing that he really got outplayed 
Yeah, and shout out to our man, uh, Torino. He did tweet uh, this one really interesting tweet. And he said, I guess there's no question now on who the King's leader really is. And I thought that was profound to me. Uh, I think people always say it's Domas and Fox, but I think with tonight's outing, although a very small sample size, I think you know what he's alluding to. Um, but yeah, I watched like most of the first half, but I didn't really watch the second because I was tuned into the LSU Colorado game. But honestly, all I can say about that game is like we just played some of the worst defense I've ever seen in my life. Like the Rockets were going to the rim with ease. They were hitting shots from outside because we were defending and leaving players open. Honestly, um, I just couldn't wait for the game to be over <laughs> because of how bad it was. Um, but I do agree with what Liz was saying. Like Domas, the fact that he only took four shots in 30 minutes is unacceptable. You, he should be getting at least 15 a game. I think that I mentioned this last time as well. Like he's so into getting shots for other players. I feel like he forgets that he needs to also get his own shots and like dominate in the paint as well. Um, so definitely want to see more of that. Um, I love what I saw from Keon as well. Like you were mentioning daily, like he always makes an impact whenever he comes in. And I just love to see that, from a play- especially when like you rarely get any, like Keon rarely gets any playing time when it's like important minutes. So like for him to prove himself during the minutes that he is going to play, especially like in this blowout game, I just love seeing that as well. Um, I can't wait for Fox to be back. Um, I hope that ankle is healing well and fast because we need him desperately. We need his leadership. We need his scoring. We need his um, attack first mentality, all that. Uh, Yeah. I just hope um, he'll be back soon. Yeah, same. And I think everyone would agree with you. Uh, let me just say, uh, Jalen Green got whatever he wanted today. And I also will say that Davion was mostly on Fred Van Bleet. Jalen Green got 23 points and hit three from five from three. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Again, Davion was mostly on Fred Van Bleet. So that's all I'm going to say. Uh, Alpi Sengun uh, was taking it to Sabonis all game. He finished with 17 and 12. So a double-double for him against the double-double machine. Domas Sabonis. Off the bench, Aaron Holiday got a nice 13 points on six for six shooting from the field. So if you're going 100% from the field, I'm telling you now that's just, you're getting very little resistance from the Kings. Katie did make a great point about how the Kings just didn't have a loss like this all year last year. I can't think of one. And if they was, it was against like the elite team, right? So I, I recall the Boston beating us by 20, um, the Bucks uh, killing us on their floor, things like that. But it was still somewhat competitive and the Kings were getting good shots and, you know, they would come back and maybe get the lead within six or eight, you know, those types of games. But there was nothing like this at all last season. So something is in the water. Something's going on with this team this year. And hopefully they figure it out. And it's more than just, oh, well, Fox is out. We all know this loss hits different whether it's with Fox or without. Um, shout out to Rockets GM Raphael Stone for making the right moves this summer to make these baby Rockets competitive. They are pretty much the bean team last year. New coach, a few key veteran pieces coming in with Uncle Jeff Green, um, everyone's favorite dickhead Dylan Brooks, and Fred Ben Bleet. If you watch any basketball other than the Kings, you know those are solid players that will help your team win. So they're us last year. And so 
I have no idea why anybody would say that this is some easy win, uh, but there it is. They beat us twice. Uh, it's a little baffling that, you know, Mike Brown took them in the film room and they talked about Saturday's game and then they come out like this and they lose by an even larger margin and have an even, an even worse game. So, yeah, I, I do get the concern. Uh, it was quite entertaining to me seeing my Twitter timeline filled with panic and a lot of peace signs were thrown out. A lot of people were giving up and saying, I'm not watching this. It's like, interesting. Six games in or five games in, and we're already quitting on our team. And I understand uh, sometimes bad basketball is hard to watch. But, hey, if I still get to see Colby Jones go off and Keon Ellis uh, do his thing, I'm more than happy to watch that. This was brutal, but, yeah, I, I, I can never do that. Not to mention I still have to do this podcast. So I can't front. So, yeah, let, let's talk about this loss. Let's commiserate right now. And, again, you guys are all sickos for coming in here after a loss like this. My goodness, what is wrong with you people? FJ, what's up, man? As far as this loss, yeah, it really hurts. I was highly disappointed. But at the same time, I am not worried in the slightest because, like, last year we started 0-4, and then look how we ended. We ended being the third seed. So, like, sure, did people play bad? Yes. Now, do can people write us off yet? No, I don't think so. I still have faith in this team. We just played bad today and we played bad saturday also keon ellis is a stud i really liked how i really liked how he played when the amount of minutes he was given thank you for saying that because i I really do want that young man to get a regular contract this two-way business i mean i understand lord knows what's happening in practice we don't know like what they don't see in keon Keon ellis to say uh you know maybe he could wait but uh, i think he's nba ready Every he time good. he's on the floor, he does well. Preseason game we had, he was very good. Well, no, not the first, but like our first game against the Warriors, the preseason, he was really good. Yeah, and I know people say, oh, well, that's preseason. Oh, he's doing it in garbage time. It's like it doesn't matter. Every time he's on the floor, great things happen. Am I correct? Yes, from what we've seen today, yes. Any other takeaways, FJ? Let's see. I'm um, sure Domas played bad, but like, like one of y'all said, when Fox is out, Domas has to step up because he's our second best player. So when Fox is out, he has to take that, you know, lead the charge and stuff. And so, and like Liz said, Sabonis, like Sabonis can score. Like instead of having to rely on like people like Fox, Herder, Murray, and uh, Monk, he can score. He can drive. He can be aggressive. We just need more of that. Exactly. Like, like if no one's going to step up, if people are having an off night shooting, then he has to be the one to step up and take like more shots. Rather than just, you know, setting a screen, kicking it off to Herder or Murray for the three and for them to end up missing. And I think it's fair to say, well, you know, and you guys are going to burn your, burn me at the stake. But uh, honestly, I, I think it's arguable on who our second best player is. I think at times, uh, and I'm only strictly speaking about the playoffs and at times uh, this year, but I think Malik Monk is right up in the discussion as far as being the second best player. Uh, I think he's one of the best playoffs performers that we have next to Fox. Um, he also seems to, I love that Monk Muse is giving me a 100 right now because, you know, the name checks out, right? But seriously, he makes shots under duress. Uh, he's very clutch and um, he has heart and he's one of the few people that could get his own shot off. So I'm going to put Monk right there in the discussion of the second best player title for the Kings. Um, anything else to add, FJ? 
I was just about to get to Monk because Monk, ever since Fox has been out, Monk has really been the one to step up these like past two, three games against the Warriors and the two against the Rockets. Monk has been the one to step up if nobody else would. And he's coming off the bench too. So like at times you can at times it's Domas and other times it's Monk. You can really flip-flop between the two. Who's the second best player on the Kings? Absolutely. And you know what? Later on. I do want us to talk about the discussion of whether Monk should start or not. Um, but let's not talk about that yet. Thank you, FJ. Uh, do you have any more, anything else to add? No, sir. I'm good. FJ, we appreciate you coming through. Jordan, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? It's going well. So one thing I took away from this game, or at least something that I saw on my timeline, people need to stop blaming the refs. At the half, it was 22 free throws for the Rockets. and what was it four for the kings people need to stop blaming the refs this was just poor defense completely poor defense by the kings and just to kind of hop on what everybody else was saying you can't have an hour-long session after you lose by nearly 20 in the last game and then come out worse i'm not worried because again like joseph said we have mike brown still Fox isn't back. And we have to talk about Trey Lyles as well. Trey Lyles isn't back either. And I believe Trey Lyles would have been able to at least not allow us to get punked this badly, even if we did lose. So that's kind of, that's kind of what I took away from this game. I agree with you. There's just a lot of, there's a lot of focus on the defensive end this year. And I get it. We were, bottom we were like bottom three in defense last year i completely understand that but we need to move the ball and the last thing again that everybody is saying sabonis cannot play that way you were seventh in mvp voting you were the rebound leader last year you are our second all-star and our second all-nba center you cannot put up four shots when fox is out you have to do something you have to step up and be the leader on this team and unless Sengun improves significantly, which wouldn't surprise me, I, I think he's super talented, but I recall Domas dominating him last season. He did. He did dominate him last year. Sabonis did well against a lot of centers last year. I don't know if it's still the playoffs in a set, because he's still rebounding really good. He's still the rebounding leader this year, I think, with like 14.2 rebounds. That might change after tonight. But, but you have, again, you just have to play better. You cannot you cannot play that way. You have to take more shots. I agree with what they said on the broadcast. You, I don't care if he shoots two of 10. You need to put up more shots than that. If Monk is the only one doing the work, there's a serious problem with this team. But on the positive side, I will say we did start badly last year as well. We were two and four last year. We had similar ratings in offense and similar ratings in defense. We never suffered a loss this bad, but I believe that this team can bounce back. They need to light this fire needs to be lit underneath them. And I believe that this game will do that. But some serious adjustments need to be made for this team in order for them to win. And by adjustments, and we might as well talk about it right now. Um, on Discord, maybe uh, the Deuce and Mo Discord, uh, maybe a few, maybe on Reddit, I think I saw this as well. It's, it's everywhere. Uh, a lot of people are suggesting Malik Monk should be starting. Uh, I disagree with that, but they also, are saying Herter should be moved to the bench, uh, which I do agree with somewhat. We talked about this in the first phase. We, we, we said, we all decided that, oh, let's give it 10 games. 
let's do the whole Mike Brown mini season of 10 games and see what happens then. After a loss like this, though, does this expedite the so-called hot seat on Kevin Herter? Does it make his seat hotter? What, what do you think, Jordan? No, I don't believe that this does. I believe that, once again, as the old saying goes, shooters shoot. Kevin Herter looked a lot better in this game, but I did notice that the fire had dimmed a little bit from the past couple of games. While he didn't shoot well, he was always rebounding well, defending well, passing the ball, moving it around, even hit that clutch shot against the Lakers. I believe that people are overreacting to this. Uh, slump by Kevin Herter. We forget that he had this type of slump last year after the All-Star break and was able to get back into a groove towards the end of the season, fell off in the playoffs again. When it comes to pure shooters, they are going to fluctuate. Even when it comes to Malik Monk, Malik Monk had his shooting slumps as well. I remember there was probably like a 10-game stretch last year. Might have been less than that. But where Monk was not even scoring double digits off the bench. Oh, people wanted him gone. They they were hating that those two months where he was in total in a total slump. It was like, oh, here we go, ISO Monk. Remember that? Yeah, which is why people, which is why I wasn't surprised that he was so low on the six man of the year rankings last year. I was shocked that he was at five. I expected him to be top three, but I'm not surprised that he didn't win it last year, even though he was top. Uh, I think he was wasn't he one in scoring off the bench last year for six men and, and yeah, I think so. again. So. I believe people are overrating Monk just a little bit, but I will say I agree with the fact that he is our second best player, especially with the way Domas is playing right now. Domas has got to be more aggressive. Again, if Malik Monk is the one stepping up and Domas isn't, that's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you, Jordan. Appreciate you. Reese, what's you. going on? Welcome. Hey, I was, I was at the game. Okay, this is my first ever Kings game. Congrats. That's, that's dope. And I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, I was sitting next to a Kings fan. Um, that's from Sacramento born and raised. He was like, been to like 300 plus games. He said, this is the worst one he's ever seen in person. I was like, wow. That's amazing. But yeah, I just, I just wanted to say that. So y'all could grieve with me. Um, so what was it like? What were Rockets fans polite to you or, or were they giving you side eye? What's going on here? Yeah. I mean, the atmosphere was like quite, it was pretty bit. Like, I can't lie. It was pretty average. I mean, but it's a Monday night. Um, so, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't really expect a whole lot, but they, they were nice. They didn't really, I didn't really talk to them or anything, but, um, I was kind of close up near the bench. So I got some head nods from the players. So that was pretty cool. Oh, that's dope. Um, yeah, and, and is it me? I saw a lot of empty seats, honestly. Oh, yeah. Tons of empty seats. Tons of people moving down, for sure. Yeah, I don't think they realize that their team is actually formidable now. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, we appreciate you calling in. Um, do you live in that area? I go to school. I go to school in Houston. Oh, nice. Well, I'm glad you went to the game. It's still fun, though. So, yeah, yeah, it was a cool experience. Yeah, awesome, Reese. We appreciate you calling in, man. Appreciate it. Again, it's unfortunate, I, you know. And, and this isn't a knock on Katie. She was like, "Oh, and, and King should be winning games. They're expected to win." But uh, I don't think this is a game. And I'll say this again. I'm sorry for saying the same thing time after time. 
But this is not a game that the Kings are expected to win. This is not the same Rockets. Yesterday's Rockets are not today's Rockets, right? Fat Joe Giff right now. Uh, again, shout out to Raphael Stone for making the right moves. Aimee Udoka was the coach that coached those Celtics teams that whooped their ass by 30 time and time again every time we went to Boston two seasons ago. He knows how to game plan against us. So please, this is not the same Rockets. We know what Dylan Brooks could do. He is a king's killer. Every time we played the Grizz, he busted our ass all the time. Uh, he has unwavering confidence. Say what you want and, and let the Lakers fans tell you he's trash. I think if you really watch basketball, you know he's not a trash player. Fred Van Vliet, if I have to tell you how good he is, then you haven't been paying attention to the NBA. Fred Van Vliet is legit. They got Uncle Jeff Green. These are all great additions. They are basically the bean team last year. The additions, new coach, new system. They are formidable. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm, I just wanted to say, like, I think that's the whole reason why we've lost these both games that the Kings just underestimated the Rockets. And they and I understand, like, the coaching staff obviously prepares them for the game and everything. But the player themselves, I think that's where it lies. Like, they just underestimate it and they just, because we've come back from big um, deficits and everything, like last year and everything, it's just like they... They thought they could do that too, and it just hasn't been working out as well because we're just not shooting well. And on top of that, defense is just not as um, up to par to how Mike Brown wants it after like having a terrible offense. Uh, deep, sorry, not offensive, very defensive rating last year as well, um, ranked at the bottom of the league. So, yeah, I think a lot of the times, like I said, you cannot coach effort, and that's what it was about this game. Um, you just need to come come out better, come out uh, with a better mindset than whatever the heck tonight was and whatever what Saturday was. So yeah, I hope uh, I'm not really worried. I'm not panicking either. It's just it sucks watching your team knowing like what they're capable of, and then them coming out and like shitting the bed. So it's just yeah, I just hope that we figure it out quickly. And even without Fox, like we can't just depend on him um, like we did last year. Like you want to. Um, give opportunity to other players as well as not having to put the load just on Fox. So I hope we'll figure it out sooner than later. Yeah, I will say, I mean, going back to last year when we started the season 0-4, um, I knew the team was different. They, they they weren't playing like bad games. It was really good, competitive. Um, so it wasn't a disappointing like 0-4 start like it normally would be. Uh, but these couple of games have been like really, really disappointing because again, we get it. We do not have Fox, but like these guys should be able to step up. And I'm, I'm just really like, I'm like at a loss for words, like how bad these two games back to back have been. Because again, like normally we'd have, if we'd have a bad game, we'd come back and we'd at least play competitive and play a solid game. Even if we, w- you know, would win or lose. But like to see this kind of performance back to back, it is a little worrisome and disappointing. Like I'm not hitting the panic button or anything like that. But when Sabonis only takes, I believe, I think he ended up taking four shots total tonight. I get he probably didn't play, you know, half of the, you know, second half. But it's like he's got to be more aggressive if Fox is not on the floor. Like he he needs to be selfish sometimes. He needs to get his own because especially if we are not hitting from three, he needs to get low and bully some guys down low and freaking dunk like dunk on someone or do something. 
um, get your hook shot going, get the mid range going. Like he has to be more aggressive again. Like Matt Barnes said in the freaking halftime show, he doesn't care if Sabonis is two from fucking 10. He would rather see that than a, you know, two for two only taking two shots by halftime. So it's just, it's disappointing to see that. Right on. And uh, by the way, Harrison Barnes, and, and I will never pick on Harrison Barnes, but yeah, one for six from the field. He blanked. He had laid a goose egg from three. He had four attempts. Uh, really disappointing from almost everybody. Anyways, y'all, we're out. Appreciate you. Uh, take care. And, uh, you know, we'll get him next time. I don't know. All right. Peace. Good night, y'all. Good night. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.